This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Achtung Mural Yearbook is now available via the millsupportersclub.co.uk store. Visit the Millwall Supporters Club co.uk store and buy your copy of the Achtung Millwall yearbook just £13 including postage and packing within the UK it's 128 pages worth of Millwall news views and opinion it's a great Christmas present visit the Millwall Supporters Club.co.uk store all profits will benefit Demelza, Evelina and the Mill Community Trust Foods Delivery Service Listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Accept no substitute. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Achtung the world famous Achtung Millwall, broadcasting live uh, to Indonesia, Cambodia, Vietnam, and most of sort of Southeast Asia. Coming in your ears, as Peter K used to say. Uh, my <laughs> name is Aaron Paul, delighted to be with you as ever, joining me, my esteemed panel. Um, firstly, the podfather, he has, needs no introduction, this man, uh, the editor of the Acton Mill uh, yearbook, it is Mr Nick Hart. Greetings listeners, it's been quite a, a busy old time posting books out, it's, um, it's quite heavy, well it, it feels like hard work. Maybe it's because I got used to not doing any work at all. But like a born again WH, <laughs> that's what you are. And uh, our very own savvy shopper, the Dale Winton of the Den. It is Mr. Mickey Avery. Good evening, all. Good afternoon. Good morning. Whatever time of day we're listening, listeners. Um, I hope you're in your green and white kit already. Mine's arrived in six XL. Uh, Mickey Avery's with us. Nick's with us. Plenty to talk about this week. Um, a massive, massive week for the Lions in terms of fixtures. Um, but uh, a, a, a bit of a bit of a dead one to start. I mean, you can tell this was last on the old EFL highlight show. Millwall nil, Stoke nil at the Den. Uh, Stoke the better side of the in the first half as Tyrese Campbell went close. Sam Vokes uh, close as well for Stoke. Conor Mahoney had a late opportunity for Millwall. Limited options for Gary Rout. and Nick. You had a bit of a um, a bit of a. Um, I, I don't even know what the word I'm looking for is. You had a bit of a revelation that maybe, just maybe, Mill are lacking in depth. 
Well, I, I listened to a guru on previous week's show who pointed this out, and I was I was a doubter. I was a doubting Thomas when said guru pointed out our lack of creativity. Um, but I have to say that the guru maybe have had it had it right in the end because I, I watched this last week, and obviously Ryan Woods was um, what is the expression? Are you lone tired? I don't know if that's a real word. For, he couldn't play against his parent club last week. And we did look a little bit bereft of imaginative options, Aaron, and that's what you said last week. Um, so I take my hat off to your 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 your, your vision because um, I, it was laid bare. And I, I think obviously Stoke came to the den with the intention of imposing a certain physical kind of um, will on the game, and they did that. Did it quite well, in all fairness to them. They're a big team and powerful team. And we just looked a little bit like we're in a pickle. We didn't quite know how to handle it, certainly the first half. Um, better second half without anyone really carving out clear-cut chances. And that comes back to your point. Obviously, we've got Ryan Woods back now but um, from, from Saturday and the, last, uh, the game the other night. But we do look a little bit short when it comes to unlocking you know, difficult opponents. And um, it is a bit of a worry, I must say. Uh, Mark Wavery, did you spend the, what, £10 to, to, to get it on the old iFollow? Well, funny thing you say that, even though I had uh, the £10 spent on the iFollow and the coverage was pretty good and uh, it was always good to hear Carl Bates as well. I think he did a great job commentating on that game, considering what was in front of him. Um, I was debating whether to contact EFL and see if I could get my £10 back. <laughs> because it um no it it wasn't great it wasn't good um it, it it lacked it lacked the oomph it lacked um the the sort of drive we, we normally see on the opening game of the season with Millwall I mean I know that we've historically not not exactly blown teams away but you know we always tend to get a goal or two on the opening game of the season um could there be no fans possibly but I have to take one positive from the game, and I know I mentioned this to Harry Warren um, recently as well, is that I, I thought Scott Malone didn't have a bad game bombing up and down that left-hand side. It, it makes you it makes you see um, probably just what a good job Murray Wallace was doing filling in last season because the difference between an actual wing-back and a left-back playing at wing-back is evident, isn't it? I thought he did very well, Scott. Um, you know, he's one of the few bright spots on what was a do-a game. I, I know um, I was talking to Merv Payne the other day on Monday, and as he rightly pointed out, first games of the season are really um, exhilarating. There's, and especially after this very, very strange period that we're still going through with no fan, fans in the stadium. I mean, a Milwaukee-Stoke game with, with fans inside of it might have been a more, uh, you know, a more full, it was full-blooded, but it would have been a more exhilarating contest. I think it lacked a certain um, hot-blooded drama uh, because nobody was in the stadium to to, to be part of that, that, that theatre. So, you know, uh, I've also, I've got to point out a couple of players that I thought are looking like little lost lambs that have wandered off from the flock, and that's uh, John Daddy Budvarsson, who played, but... Um, I know he played because he's on the team sheet here, boys, but I didn't see much of him during the game. And that's that that's concerning because, you know, um, when will he shine if he doesn't shine when he's given the big opportunity at the start of the season? Um, but I thought Malone did well. I make you right about Murray Wallace instead of Michael. It's a very good point. I thought Ryan Leonard did OK. He's covering on the on the right side whilst Marlon was, was recovering. Um, Jed, I thought, was um, possibly in one of his carry the weight of the world on his shoulders modes where he tries to do everything and you know spread maybe because we did lack that certain creativity was feeling it a little bit more than um you know we would have hoped this season particularly um Mahoney um 
played better in the week against Cheltenham, which we'll probably come on to. But um, again, you're looking for more from some of these players. And first game of the season, and I know we've had a difficult period, but you just start to look for some evidence, you know, they can do it on a regular basis. And Connor's got to step up to the plate soon because he's clearly got the skill and got the talent, but you've got to produce that, otherwise it's pointless. So... Um, no, it was it was, a, it was a tough start to the to the uh, to the campaign. There was a penalty shout, which I thought in real time. I don't know if you saw it, Michael, but I thought it looked like a good shout in real time. And I think we dodged a bit of a bullet. I think it was late in the game, wasn't it? That um, Jacob Brown, I think they said it was for Stoke, was put through, and we got I thought clattered from behind by Hutch. So they they didn't have enough angle on it to really give a clear uh, view of it in, enough to say one by the other. But thankfully, we we, we dodged that one. No, I just uh, I sort of agree with you there, Nick. Um, I think as as everyone says, Stoke Stoke probably did slightly edge the game, um, and yes, I think we did get away with that one there. But um, just just to tur- just to sort of finish on that game before uh, before um, you or Aaron come in, it it's a bit like it was after the restart, where you know everyone's talking about this is the best chance in years for Mill to go up. And yes, we had a bit of a threadbare team with with certain people being out, but. If you want to make a statement, you've got to start well. And a limp nil-nil at home against a team who barely stayed up last season and a team who's in disarray behind the scenes isn't the way to get started, really, is it? No, no. They didn't look like a team that had barely stayed up last season to me. I know that you said you saw them, Aaron, and they were disappointing in the game that you saw. Was it an EFL? I wouldn't say disappointed. I'd say more shit. <laughs> you know, they got they got battered by Blackpool, mate. Absolutely bad by Blackpool, and they they um they were lucky to to go through on penalties, but they were very very poor when I saw them. Stoke. What's worrying for me with Millwall is just again, it's just a lack of quality. Forget numbers, it's a it's quality. It's having that striker that will score you fifteen twenty a season. I know they're difficult to find, but you know they they they're needed it, that that kind of player is needed you've got a Bod and you've got a Bradshaw but ultimately how many goals are they going to get you I don't know how many they even got last season together uh, Bradshaw got 10 in all competitions Bod Varson got 5 in all competitions 15 goals between two strikers is not a good return pal really not a good return Aidan O'Brien got 4 Bennett got 2 Scalak got fucking 1 um, <laughs> no it's just, it's. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not too pleased with that. I still think they should be looking for an, a proper, proper striker. Look at Norwich. They, they, they went and picked up. Um, um. They've obviously they've got Timu Puki. Come back. I thought from, it was quality in the championship. You know, quality in the championship. Come back from a, a terrible season in the Premier League. Um. But they've gone and and they've bolstered their Jordan Hugill. They went and got Jordan Hugill. Now, granted, they spent you know what five million pounds on him, mm. but you know surely there's people of that ilk who can you can try and you can try and find you know i just i don't know I, i'm sure that the 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 transfer market is going to warm up again i really think it's going to warm up once this season kicks in properly and and people go shit we, we, we ain't got a club or you know i, I need work you're listening to actual I, I, it was it was it was a disappointing game, and I, I, I take the point about the quality, and I think it was um, it was an interesting game. If that was dour, it was interesting in that way because you know all all of the break, um, there's been a lot of excitement, a bit of a buzz around it. Then it was a bit of a reality check, I think. Would you agree, Michael? That it, it felt like a bit of a, a bit of a bump, you know. Um, I think we are lacking certain areas, and certainly goal scoring. I, I you know. 
I, I don't want to keep flogging poor old Bavarsen, but he was anonymous out there, and you can't be having that at this level. You can't can't get away with it for another season. Um, no, you're you're right there, Nick. I think I think you're right. It, it got a bit carried away. Um, we've obviously got a top top class manager, who, mm. who I've said a number of times. Let's be honest. If it if it worked out rightly, um, he won't be at Millwall. He, he's, he's that good. A, he's that good a man. The Troy Parrot signing on. Been um, injured, so there's not really a lot we can. Mike Michael Avery's struggling there with his connection from from Yugoslavia. Um, <laughs> that was that was probably the best the best football point ever, and we lost it all due to um, the breakdown of Zoom. Just look at Norwich's squad; they've got a lot of players. You know, that's a massive squad. Well, it's it, it's a it's a point that uh, I picked out one from um, the London Online News. Incidentally, just as a total off-topic thing. I've been looking a lot of news at Den, but I haven't looked so much at London News Online Millwall website. It's really, really good. Um, so big up to Richard Corley and the London News Online, the South London Press, as, as it is or was once upon mm. a time. So uh, just a little nod, nod to the uh, the South London Press. But there's a, there's an article on there that Jed did a few days ago, or an interview with Jed about rest being the key to the season because it is such an intense campaign now. And I think Norwich have laid in you know, sufficient manpower to take on what is going to be a pretty tough, condensed season. You know, you look at the amount of games that are in front of us already. Um, you're, you're going to be... A small squad will be found out quite quickly. And I just wonder whether that's a lesson that um, we've got to draw from from last week's nil-nil draw against Stoke because we were shown up at times and it didn't have much to come in to change it, mate, did we? You know, I just thought I've just seen... Uh, I've just read, read an article... Uh, Joseph Dermich, Tom Tribal, Moritz Leitner have all been told by by Norwich that they're going to be unlikely to be involved in the squad. Mate, I would break my balls to have Moritz Leitner in a Millwall team or Tom Tribal or someone like that. These are class players, man. They they, they bossed the championship uh, a couple of years ago. Tribal, you know, as a holding midfielder, yeah. is brilliant. Leitner as, a, as someone who can play as an attacking midfielder is brilliant as well. You know, I just, oh, I don't know. I hope, I I'm hope. Losing faith with sports executives. This week we've seen, you know, Macclesfield, you know, wound up after a half million pound debt. You've got Spurs matching 600 grand a week to sign Gareth Bale, a golfer. <laughs> he doesn't even play football, he plays golf. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's, it, I think it's one of those subjects that when you, if you think too deeply about it, you just get angry and, and come up with, as I was accused of in the week, of coming up with sixth form politics to solve it but you know there is there is a real problem in the game when at, at one end of the league someone can sign a player a very good player I like Gareth Bale um, sign him on stupid money and actual clubs that employ people and and provides you know a focus for the communities they represent are allowed to go down the drain for you know small sums of money comparatively speaking there's got to be something wrong with the sport. But I, we, we could say this every week, Aaron. It don't change, mate, does it? I, I do think um, the, the the football world is looking at what Mike Calvin called a nuclear winter at the moment. Because I think don't think Macclesfield are the end of the story. There's others. Um, was it South End? I saw. I, I saw a post on uh, like a, a crowdfund to, to help South End United carry on. Um, old, you know, long-term names in the game, and we're going to see. Across the leagues, uh, championship, I fear, and leagues one, two, national, and, and and all the other leagues, non-leagues, we're going to start to see clubs folding, and this 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 is just a madhouse that we're, we're, we're the living. collapse of the football pyramid. I I, I think, I mean, the, the the answer that you would get back from 
what I would call the the, the kind of more free market um, point of view would be that if a business is mismanaged, and that's the truth of it, that many of these these clubs have been mismanaged to get into financial troubles, chasing dreams that maybe shouldn't have been chased, but that's that's how they've got there. Um, but because there's a free market in the sense that their businesses and they, then they fail when their credit runs out, um, that's just the way it is. And other other businesses should pop up to replace them. I mean, that that would be true if you're talking about um, I don't know any any regular business. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head, a sandwich maker or something like that, or a, a motor mechanic trade. Other people pop up and and things take on. But football has a a sentimental value and a and a wider community value that goes beyond that. And I I I get the and understand and to some degree accept the business argument that you've got to function within your your, your profit margins. Your income's got to some somehow match your outgoings or be near enough for it to, to sustain it. But to watch clubs like South End potentially, we've seen Barry go down already last season. Yeah. We've got the likes of Wigan staring down the barrel. Um, South End United, a, a club that we all know because we go there every so often whenever we're in the same division of the, as them. To see them looking at non-existence because of a failure of their own business governance and also then the the um, the, the kind of association they belong to, the Football League, um, failing to, to, or whether they have a role even, they would argue they might not have a role to, to, to step in with some kind of safety net to catch them. Mm-hmm. Um, we're losing something. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, some of this goes down the political route as to what's right and what's wrong and what should or shouldn't happen. And I don't want to touch into that particularly as a sports show, but um, at some point you're going to start to see names fail. Um, you know, Cholton are in court today. I was just following, uh, talking about Richard Crawley and um, the SLPs. He's, he's, he's posting from the High Court whilst uh, a battle mm-hmm. takes place over the ownership of Charlton Athletic, which could still yet result in that club failing, you know, and, and not being allowed to take part in the season any further. You, this this cannot be good, can it? I mean, look at Coventry up in the Midlands. Look at, look at uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the many, Northampton being, you know, um, run into, in, into problems in the past. We, we say this, we say this, we say this, and I think we're starting to see the, the, the cracks appearing because I, I do think we're seeing clubs um, disappearing under our, and, under our noses now, and, and this will continue. So it's kind of a sad situation, but there we are. Um, no, just, just, to, just to follow on from that, Nick, I mean, I know with Macclesfield, um, with Macclesfield, they, you don't want to say like they did it themselves, but it, it didn't seem to be a massive COVID issue. It wasn't because of the virus that, you know, um, that this happened, you know, Sol Campbell famously uh, um, left because of these reasons, claimed he was own money, um, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's like you were saying um, as well with, like, whether this needs to be allowed to happen or not. I believe it was um, the Akron Stanley chairman. If it wasn't, I apologise. But they were saying about sort of getting regulators in or, or he mentioned, he said to an MP the other day, you know, we said that you, this shouldn't be allowed to happen. Or when an MP said, oh, you know, we need to make sure, he said, well, we said this to you nine months ago. Yeah, so, um, yeah. You, you're, you're right. That there's got to be some kind of regulatory way that the EFL, uh, the EFL runs things. There, there just has to be because they can't, they can't keep letting clubs continuously do this. Put out a statement to say we're not happy. Take off loads of points that puts them in more trouble, and then they end up going out of business. And then they go, all right, well, this season we'll just have to move the pyramid around slightly to get back to that sort of sacred seventy-two that is the Football League model. It, it is poor from the Football League. I've said it a number of times um, with Cholton. 
Uh, I said it, you know, sort of during the virus as well, that the EFL or these leagues should be doing more. But your point there when you were saying about the sort of, is the pyramid going, Aaron, you, you probably know the um, initialism better than I or the background behind it more. But I, I'm to a point believed that the sort of foundations were starting to crumble away when I believe, was it that EPPP was brought in? where basically the Premier League clubs could come in and say, if we give you X amount of money, we can just snap up all your best players for next to nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's 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 the current... Um, I can't remember what the EPPP stands for, but um, it's some kind of um, Premier League-favoured um, system where they can, they can basically uh, take talent from smaller clubs with very little, comparatively very little outlay on, on their part. Um, I mean... <sighs> You can, you can. It depends how you look at sport and how you look at life generally. I think there's, there's always an argument that the, the, the most successful clubs are there because they are success breeds success, and, and, and the Premier League model kind of rewards that, especially at the very top end. You know, you have a top six, uh, top four or five clubs in, in the Premier League that could take part in any global league you like. You know, that that that's that that's that's fine. I, I don't actually have a problem with there being elite level clubs and elite level players far from it um it's it's that lack of care or attention to the wider interests of the game which must include a wider deeper concern for the smaller clubs because that means that you, the players come through those clubs that will eventually feed up to the the the, the elite level um i don't understand um the lack of the, la- the very short term view that a lot of clubs take um in the premier league um, it's like um, you know they, they see no further than the end of their own particular set of interests, and I, I, it has to, that, that something will give, and something is starting to give now because we're seeing clubs fail on us. Um, and once they're gone, like the song says, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And you know this is where the game is is surely heading at the moment. I don't see anyone out there with any vision or any care or attention. There, there was talk of the Department of Culture, Media, and Sport. Um, trying to work with the Premier League for some kind of um, package. I don't know what, how much um, to to you know to what purpose particularly. But the the thing with the Premier League, and I'm using that as the widest in the widest possible sense as a as a kind of a uh, a grouping of clubs is they always want something. They don't give for nothing. Maybe no one does in this life. I I don't know, but. They, they 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 want 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 so that you get these the idea of B teams taking part in in uh, football league competitions the the FL trophy um, you get the idea that keeps getting floated of having feeder clubs you know um, of there being a, a almost like a, a sealed competition at the very top I think this is the ultimate dream if if you if you want to put it into a nutshell it's like an an American NFL um, hockey baseball idea that you've got a set of 30 clubs, 20 clubs, whatever at the top that are hermetically sealed from failure and relegation. And then there's a whole load of minor league clubs underneath that feed them. And I think that's the ultimate destination of where the game is going at the moment, because I don't see anything to stop it. Um, and the money lies in the hands of these, these clubs at the top and they will want something for any, any, any rescue package that does get put together, such as that might be. So, um, it's a sad, sad state of affairs. All you can do is is um, is say as it is, I believe, and uh, I hope for the best because um, it's we are watching it fall apart in front of our eyes now. You know. But, yeah, but the thing is, Nick, is that they don't seem to be learning from like mistakes. And I know, I know what you're you're saying, like the sort of bigger clubs 
have got the more money and, you know, they're, they're not as financially in peril as some of the other clubs would be. But all you've had during this COVID-19 outbreak, and it, and it has been tough for everyone, like every business, every small shop, families, schools, everyone. But what's happened is now is people um, are looking at this the, um, and who, who sort of may have saved a bit of money by not commuting the whole working from home. But they're like, well, we're not going to go out and spend all our money. We need to be careful because mm. obviously stock markets are going down. This is going down. The price of that can go down. Yep. Local businesses are going to have to be careful with their spending. How on earth can a football team, and I, when I name the players, you, you'll know who I'm talking about, but how can football teams put their, put their backroom staff on furlough because they say we can't afford the stadium, yet even though part of the wage might be um, covered by the home team who are selling him on would be able to say, well, we can get a player like you've mentioned, Gareth Bell, who at the moment is on 600 grand a week. Have they not learned anything from this? Same with Everton. A team like Everton, in my opinion, really, I mean, I could be wrong, shoot me down when we talk about the money in the Premier League and the money they get. But how can a team like Everton be able to afford a player like James Rodriguez? Because, whoa, 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 no, no, they've they, they got money. Everton, well, I mean, they've got money. They're, they're a very cash-rich club. Their owner fired Mashiri, actually turned around when he bought the club and said, uh, I've got so much money that I literally physically cannot spend it with like, what I've got left. <laughs> why, did he buy, why did he buy Everton and not Millwall? <laughs> That's a great quote. I like that quote. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's funny. He's like, I, just, I physically can't spend it. So I'm like, no. Um, oh, yeah. which, which makes you question his love for his children you know <laughs> I, I don't know I don't begrudge clubs doing well and I don't begrudge them having the riches that come with the game and that's kind of what we should all want it's this uh, it's, it's this overriding self-interest at the expense of everything that is the thing that I would pick it pick them up on because you know to be um to be at the at the top of the Premier League is every every club's wish and dream, and it, it, it does come with some um, costs to 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 what you require to become to get there. But um, you know that's 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 the aim. That's that's the target. That's what we should all be aiming at. Um, but it's, it's then that with that comes this kind of um, idea that you then have some right to be there that no one else has a right to take part in the game, and that somehow um, you, you've got your um, slice of the cake, and no one else should uh, should partake. That's where the game fails on on its short sightedness. And I mean, to be absolutely blunt, this is the foundation of the Premier League itself back in 1992. Where it's at now is its logical conclusion, which was always about uh, serving the interests of, of the biggest clubs at the expense of the um, the idea that the at back then the 92 clubs of the other three divisions of smaller clubs had any right to 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 a piece of the action, so to speak. So this is where we've, we've led. Um, I don't know where it's going to finish and I don't offer up much hope to anybody other than to, um, you know, hope that the rescue package or whatever package can be put forward does at least pay some lip service to the idea that the game benefits from being wide and deep and serving the many, many small towns and communities and uh, towns and villages across the country because that is there is a value in that, I believe. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Mehlball. Hiya, it's Libby Stubbs here from the Millwall Lionesses. I just want to say a massive thank you to Acton Millwall and all their listeners for their support this season. Cheer me up by talking about the 3-1 win at Cheltenham midweek. I, I booked my, um, I, I forgot, I, we, had, we had friends coming over on Tuesday night. I actually booked my £10 um, live stream to watch it on my iPad and forgot that we had people coming round. So I finished up just catching the um, the goals on social media because it was a bit rude to sit, you know, fixated on the uh, on the iPad whilst people are, you know, trying to make small talk and chit-chat around me. So I didn't actually get to see the stream, listeners. So if I do try and sound like I know what I'm talking about, I'm going to become a fraud. And I, I, I'm an authentic podcaster, so I, I only saw the um, the highlight clips. Um, but yeah, we, we, it seemed routine enough. The only thing that seemed to bother me was the fact we conceded a goal to Cheltenham, like we did at Crawley Town, and um, that's 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 just niggling at it, at me that we we shouldn't be conceding goals against lower league opponents in this way. Did you watch it, Michael? Did you get to see it live? I'm trying to blag my way through it, mate. Um, no, I was hoping you didn't ask me because I was finishing work. It was an early kickoff, wasn't it? So it finished. It started at six, wasn't it? Which, um, which six o'clock kickoff. Yeah, that's right. Is yeah. It? So um, when, when you're doing the, when you're doing the nine to five, it's a bit tough. Um, yeah, it, it, it was very much a job done result. You didn't expect anything else, really, did you? The goals were taken well, um, but like you say, there's there's that little slight niggling feeling because um, I mean, who was. Who was the back five? Yeah, Biakowski and goal, Romeo Hutchinson, Cooper, Cooper Wallace and um, Ferguson. And Ferguson. Um, so. Yeah, decent, decent back five. 
I, I know that, I mean, Gary Rowett said in one of his interviews that you've got to expect us to, if we press forwards, which is what we're doing, then you're going to leave space at the back. And I think that would be the answer that we'd get for the fact that Crawley managed to um, go direct on us and, and, and got a goal. Um, the, the Shelton goal, I believe, was a shot from the edge of the penalty area, which Bart mishandled. When it's, so, you know, on another night, most nights, he wouldn't mishandle that and, you know, that wouldn't have been a goal. So maybe we're reading too much into that. Um, but it does it does um, irritate that we've conceded goals to lowly opponents. And yet, actually, you know, um, Stoke didn't really, even though they dominated the game in the league game, they didn't really carve out any great chances. So we seem to have done better against the higher place opponents, which is a very, very Millwall thing to do, isn't it, ultimately? But it's... It's progress, you know, we move on to round three. I think, is it Burnley or Sheffield United? I didn't get the results, so we're going to play in the next round. Um, Premier League opponents in the next round, though. So Normally you say that's a good thing, but in an empty stadium, it just seems rather a, an empty kind of um, event, doesn't it? It's a, it's, it's a tough it's a t- tough one to, to a point, like, like you were saying, there, Nick. I mean, you never used to get excited about the League Cup anyway, even when you was allowed in. Um, but No. Yeah, oh. it's, 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 it's tough getting going. Um, when when we're not allowed in, and I, I know obviously restrictions allow that, and the club are working really really hard to do everything they can to get people in. But yeah, I think I think it'll be a bit different when when we're allowed back. It, we all feel different. What what day is this time? Because I'm just looking through the BBC Sport website. Um, it's not actually on. No, I, was just, I, I think it's open, open. Burnley or Sheffield United at the moment. I don't know when their game is played. So. Um, I thought it might have been played on, on Wednesday, but it isn't. I just checked on the phone as we're talking. But So it's still either or at the moment. But it's, you know, whether it be Burnley or even a game at home to Sheffield United, with, with fans, that would have been, you know, a League Cup game, I accept. But it would have been a, a game that you would have gone to, Premier League opponents. But with the current empty stadium thing, it, it, I don't know, it's... It, uh, the, the danger, I mean, we've already depressed everyone already with the clubs folding and, um, you know, uh, the fact that the game is in is in such dire straits. So I think we're going to depress everyone again because um, the fact that no one can actually go and get into the stadium takes away a big part of the, of the, of the reason and purpose for professional sport to exist. So um, it's a shame. I mean, we're hoping that, um, is it Brentford? I read that it's going to be possibly a test event where a thousand fans come. Well, this weekend there's plenty of um, test events. Yeah, and I think the club have asked for it. I don't know if that, how that's turned out yet. But we're crying out for it, Aaron. I mean, I know the game is generally, but Millwall especially, we, we're, we're crying out for fans to get back into the stadium and, you know, hopefully for normality to return because it, it, it feels a very strange strange thing at the moment one thing I did like I was just reading some of the quotes after the the Cheltenham game Adam Barrett said that the application from the team has been superb uh, and that these ties so games against Cheltenham and Crawley can be difficult and I think they can because both teams although you know they're, they're, they're in, in the lower divisions they both are stiff opponents in the sense they're going to come organized and looking to make the most of whatever opportunities do go their way so to get past two lower league teams quite convincingly in all honesty is a good sign I know that we can go back to the start of the show Aaron and talk about creativity or lack of and goal scoring lack of Um, but to get past two lowly but tough opponents I think is a good start to the season so there's that's 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 something to put in the hopeful 
column. Um, and hopefully, if we can get some fans back in, however, you know, bit by bit, then that's got to be good news as well for us because that will offer the key to the season, in my opinion, to get the, get the den back up and running in the normal way. I agree, mate. I agree. Uh, tell me about the Millwall yearbook, mate. It dropped through my door this morning onto the old mat, and it looks absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we've put it together. Um, we've done it in quite a hurry, listeners. Um, you can buy it through the Millwall Supporters Club co.co.uk store shop. And really big thank you to the MSC for allowing me to, to put it on their online store because that's been a real help to be honest. So as the orders come in, I send them out. The, the prints arrived on Mon- uh, Tuesday, not Monday, due to be Monday, but they arrived on Tuesday. They've come out really well. I mean, I, I put it together on my own laptop using um, pages, Apple pages. So it's not professional software, but there's always a slight sense of what are you going to, what's it going to turn out like? What's it actually feel like when you, you know, when you order it and print it and get it? And it come, it's come out really nicely. The, the photos have really come out well. A5 size, 128 pages. We've got articles in from most of the, 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 uh, the gang on the, on the show and, and some others from other, uh, you know, people that write for us, economists. I've tried to put a lot of photographs in there with, with text accompanying it to give it a nice feeling. I'm really pleased with it. I've got to say, I, I, every year when it comes around, and I'll confess this to the listeners, I think to myself, oh my God, I've got, shall I do it? Is it? It's a lot of effort and it's the starting of it. And then once you start, you get into it and you start to find that you get, get rolling with it. And it's, it, so it was done in quite a short order. So um, it does show in places. I apologize for, apologize for any typos that have crept in there. I've spotted one. You always spot the typos once you've placed the order and paid for it, listeners. Um, but I'm really pleased with the outcome. So £13 via the Mill Supporters Club.co.uk slash store. Go to the MSC's website. You can order it on there. It supports fantastic charities, in my opinion. Demelza, Child uh, Children's Hospice that works in, uh, I believe they're in Eltham in South uh, East Nine. Uh, Evelina, which is a children's hospital attached to guys. And the Mill Community Trust, who are delivering food to... Needy people, um, vulnerable people in the borough of Lewisham uh, and surrounds of the grounds um, by the food bank service. So three, three great causes. That's what your money goes to. We don't make any money out of it whatsoever. Um, we're going to cover the print costs this year. So you can rest assured that your price that you're paying will go completely to charity and three great charities, in my opinion. So there we are. We've got about 40 odd left. So move fast because once they're gone, they're gone. They're going like Look, hotcakes. There, there are religious festivals en route. You've got yeah, Hanukkah. We've Diwali, got Diwali. Yom Kippur. When's Yom Kippur? Uh, October. Um, got Guy Fawkes Night and Diwali because the, the fireworks show in East London, yeah. listeners, are, well, it's, it's, it's like, um, you know, shock and awe when, when that goes off. Um, Christmas. Christmas. Halloween. <laughs> You've got Kwanzaa as well. We do. And if you're if you're into um, paganism, you've probably got mid midwinter vol or whatever they call it. But so yeah, it's a great present. Um, really great articles. We've got one from Harry, um, which I've stuck right slap bang in the middle of the match reports for the season. Just like lockdown, it came smack bang in the middle of a season, and it, you kind of lurch from match reports onto Harry um, at the drop of a hat, building um, ventilators. Um, from scratch, quite literally, you know, in, in, a, in a, an empty, empty building on the site where he works, converted to to making 
um, ventilators. Um, and I just think it's one of the, you know, I know I know we have a laugh with Harry, but I just think it's a great story and it, it speaks volumes for for him and in my opinion for our country because that was done at the drop of a hat. It's one of the great achievements yeah. to get that done. So um yeah, um Mill after Mill supporters yearbook thirteen pound via the MSC website. Log on. I'll stick a link in the in the show notes for this. Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. With um sorry, before before we go on to the next subject, just very quickly touching on with Harry, I um um, I've got to concur with that. I've, I've read that article um, that he put together, that diary. And I mean, guys, like he, he spoke to us a lot, like when he was going in and out of work and he was texting us early hours of the morning saying, I've finished this shift. And then he was texting us a few hours later with only a few hours sleep going, I've got to go back in again. You know, when, when you read that and, you know, he he never sort of publicised that he was doing it or he never sort of bigged it up or he never sort of like really made a big deal of it on social media. But when you read that and think the work he put in, um, and the other blokes, and the other blokes, and, and the other guys he works with, absolutely entirely. Those those guys um, who who built built all those. I mean, the bit that got me, and sorry for spoilers for those who's reading it, but when he was saying that you know they was having to work, just to eat their lunch, they was having to stand under an umbrella in the middle of nowhere with their masks down around their mouths, just just to basically eat it's, yeah, it's, it's an incredible yeah. read it's an incredible read it really is so I mean, they've well gone done, from, they've they've gone from uh, not giving away too much they've gone from making car engines to making ventilators to radically different products and ventilators like cars have life and death aspects to them so they're used to working to precision but just as the excel center was converted at the drop of a hat to a hospital they were making these things from from scratch. I just think it's a great, great story. So I'm really happy to be able to include that bit in the middle of what is otherwise a football, um, you know, a, a football yearbook. But um, no, I was really pleased with it. So um, orders are welcome, and they're going to go to great, great causes. So um, you know, get your orders in, listeners. There you go, um, Nick. Shall we have the Acton Acker? The Acton Acker. Let's roll that jingle. The Acton. There we go. Um, the Axon Yaka, we've done two of them so far, listeners. We've, 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 we've failed, basically. <laughs> we were just saying off air to Aaron on different different matters that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Because uh, we, we, the Axon Yaka, is, I mean, if we do make any money, we'll, we'll put that into one of the charitable pots that we donate to. But so far, I don't think we've got one result right. Have we, boys? I don't think we've actually called one result no. right. No. Um, so, anyway, we'll, we'll draw a discreet veil over the Achtung Acker so far, which has been um, a poor turnout. But this week's Achtung Acker, the Achtung Acker. listeners, um, this is going to be also a six a six fold accumulator. We can stick five pounds on it, and the results that we're looking for this week will be from um, Harry Warren. Um, Harry's taken Brentford to beat Huddersfield. I think that's a good call, boys. I, I think he's chosen a, a, we hopefully get one result out of the, out of the five. We need all, all, all six to to pull off the result. Aaron, you've gone for Luton to take Derby. Yeah, uh, yes, I have, mate. I like the look of uh, of Luton, and yeah, um, I'm going for that. Good call. So Brentford, Luton. I, I've decided to break the habit of a lifetime, Mike, on back the Lions. I'm going to go for Millwall to uh, get a result at Rotherham. That could be the result that kippers us because every time I've ever backed Millwall on anything, they they do the opposite. As I said on the previous show so we've got Brentford Luton Millwall um Michael Avery you've gone for Blackburn to beat Wickham yeah don't like Gareth Ainsworth 
That's a spite bet. Uh, um, Ryan, 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 Ryan Loftus is taking Swansea to beat Birmingham. Um, and Mike Hayden is taking Norwich to beat Preston. So the, the results to look out for, listeners, Brentford, Luton, Millwall, Blackburn, Swansea and Norwich. If we pull that off, boys, we're going to donate the entire winnings to one of the charities, maybe um, maybe Demelza, but uh, we've got to get the result in first. So keep your, keep your, um, your lug holes pinned back, pinned back for that one, listeners. Cash money, as they say. Absolutely. <laughs> That's what it will be. Um, <laughs> Should we have the fantasy football update? How's everyone getting on on that? Oh, mate, fantasy football. Oh, God almighty. Um, I, I've got involved in this, listeners, much against my my, my, my better judgment. Um, I suppose we should have some bants, shouldn't we, about who's leading it. Um, yes, let's have some bants, Nick. Yes. <laughs> well done to Ross Saunders. He's leading the, the Achtung Premier League fantasy. We've had it, we, we sparked off a, a little spate of... Parallel fantasy leagues. Did you notice that, chaps? I mean, we, when we announced our fantasy league, there's a there's there's a little roll of um, others doing it as well. So I think we've we've set a trend here. But big big well done to Ross Saunders, whose team name is something something. Um, he's leading the the pack. Um, Ying Obermeyang. Um, John Lewis is in in number two. I don't know if I said that correct. I probably haven't. Uh, James Martin with 29 going on 11 in number three and. Luke Kyle Walker um, is Neil Smith is in, in, in full position. The highest placed Achtung voice listeners. It had to be the XG unit of Ryan Loftus, didn't it? Who else would it be amongst us that would have enough Premier League knowledge to start succeeding at the fantasy football game? It had to be Ryan. Yeah, I've done shit. That's because <laughs> I haven't played this week. So, you know, so I, I'll be back. I will be back. How are you getting on, uh, Mickey? All I'm saying is, Aaron and listeners, is uh, my fantasy football's going as well as the Acker. Actually, shout out to Mike Hayden because he's we've got Ryan in eighth position, joint eighth of some others, and Mike Hayden, who's a bit of a Premier League bod on the quiet, I think. You know, I know he, he puts on this Millwall facade, but he clearly knows his Prem as well. He's in thirteenth position, sixty six points. So big shout out to our own Jerry Scalak, Mike Hayden. I, I've I've just about worked out how you you make transfers, listeners. I, I, I was fiddling with it last night ahead of doing a recording because I, I let the computer pick my 11 to start off with and then didn't look at it again until last night and I managed to move um, one of the players in and out as a goalkeeper. I can't remember who I've chosen. So I've not paid it the most attention I should have paid it, but I will have a go. Um, we'll review where we are next week on the fantasy football update. That needs a jingle. It? it does. It was some sort of like uh, the price, the, the, you know, family fortunes or the price. Of the <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Underneath, <laughs> you know. Boys, it's it's one of those. Just to just to close us out, fantasy football. I put in the same category as these all or nothing um, documentaries that are doing the rounds because there was a question. Anyone want to Spurs one? Well, that was the question that was put to Gary or Gary Rowett on the news at Den. Would would he consider doing an all or nothing, fly on the wall style um, documentary at Millwall? I think obviously they would they would hope for you know sparks and heated conversations and drama and all the rest of it. There's so many of them, Aaron. They're all they're all doing it. Manchester City have done one, haven't they? Um, Sunderland, Leeds, Tottenham now. Sunderland. Do you watch them? Do you watch them, Aaron? Uh, yeah, I do. I find them quite interesting. I mean, the Sunderland one I thought was shit, but I think that Amazon have pumped a bit more money into it in the way they've it's been filmed and edited. The Sunderland one was was poor, 
song. I haven't uh, seen that. I mean, it was very poorly put together. It was just a bit crap, really. Um, the Leeds one was decent. The City one was decent. The Spurs, I've watched the first three episodes. It is decent. I literally just need uh, a bit of time to sit down and actually watch. And, and, and yeah, just, just watch them, really. Um, Gary yeah. Rowett's not keen. Um, he was offered the chance to do something similar at Derby. Um, but he's, he wasn't well, keen. Where, where would he do it? Outside Zampa Fish? <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think they rig- the ice factory on Bellina Road. Do they rig up a um, like a spy camera inside the dressing room? Um, or the, have they done the Tottenham one? Is it an actual cameraman standing in it? Because I, I, I wouldn't fancy that if I'm just at a shower and I'm walking around, you know, with my, with my Hampton out. With my, well, you know, I wouldn't if the camera was on me. No, I mean, you, I know you got to get get dried off and changed, but you know, you, you come on, Nick. You know, you, that, do, you, would, you know that there are ladies out there. That I pay a lot of money to see you, mate. <laughs> Come on, don't be shy. <laughs> Why have you been shy? 35 years ago, it might have been worth looking at, mate. Nick, <laughs> 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 mate, there's a lot of ladies. When, 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 he had, when he had his ponytail, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the old okay. 1990s. Uh, so well, if, if there's anyone that. Uh, I'm going to have to set up this OnlyFans. I mean, Brian creased up when I said I knew what OnlyFans was. And I think, I don't think he. I don't know he thinks I'm moving. Some kind of Dickensian, you know, quill and, and, uh, and, and camera. <laughs> candle or something but anyway um we'll, we'll move swiftly on let's move on to the big game of the, of the weekend for the lionesses we're playing the um uh the london city lionesses at the breakaway club um the uh the, the split club uh michael you you're, you're up on all these things Are, no this- no slight 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 disclaimer and we we can edit um a, we're, we're playing new london lionesses is that um, different who club? are named are quite uh similar they they play oh. um Okay. They play out in West London Regents Park, so yes, ah. they are a they are actually a a London based um, version of a London Lionesses. Um, that's all I'll say on that matter. But right. yes, it's a huge it's a huge game. Um, I'm I'm not just saying it. FA Cup, it, women's FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. So it's a women's FA Cup, but more importantly, it is um, we're allowed fans back into St Paul's. Okay. Um, it, it's capped at three hundred. Um, obviously, St Paul's can hold more, but due to social distancing requirements. Um, and putting everything in place, it can only be 300 at the moment. Um, but it's it's a big big game because we had, we had a great win last week against Stevenage Developments, where it was a really really good performance. Um, we've got this big game at the weekend, and at the moment it's it's selling fast. We're, we're past 75 percent of ticket sales already. Okay. I mean we only put, okay. we only put the yeah we only put the ticket link up on Tuesday night, so you know to nearly sell out within 48 hours is is huge for for us obviously. Um, and it'll just be good for Millwall fans to get in and actually see see a Millwall team. The girls are very excited for the game. They cannot wait, um, and they yeah. cannot wait, and more importantly, they cannot wait to play in front of fans. Yeah. Um, that's what they're really, really looking forward to. And, and just before we touch on, I've, I've got to give a shout to um, the Lionesses uh, sort of backroom committee people, so like Sean Daly, people like Tom Gale, Alex Russell, because... We have been working, I cannot put into words um, how hard we've been working to get this game on to convince, obviously, like the council we can go ahead, local residents to convince um, fans that obviously they can come back in, the amount of paperwork we've had to go through. Um, One of the reasons it's all ticket as well is because that is a COVID uh, restriction. So unfortunately, if you don't have a ticket, you're not allowed to attend as, as harsh as that is, but that's part of the criteria. But 
no, it's going to be a big, big game. Really, really looking forward to it. Fantastic. Fantastic. Looking forward to it as well, chaps. Uh, anyone got any plans for the weekend? Uh, I should be watching. I've got to go to Wix to get our toilet downstairs toilet sorted out. Um, yeah. But that's going to be combined with watching the I Follow stream of Rotherham United versus Millwall from the New York Stadium. What a wonderful name for a place in the middle of Rotherham, the New York yeah, Nick, Stadium. Is, um, Nick, is the Wix trip on the OnlyFans subscription? <laughs> People pay to watch that. Will you be wearing <laughs> something? They need with help. Dungarees or what, what, what's your outfit going to be? Dungarees? Are you going to, are you going to be topless? You know, <laughs> going around wicks. The, the most. Are you going in a van? Yeah. <laughs> it's the most depressing wicks in the world. It's one of the North Circular. Listeners may know it near Barking. It is the most depressing looking wicks in the world. In a in a in a blasted moonscape of of, 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 of uh, you know location there so that's where I'll be but I'll be back in time for the football so um, yeah good stuff good stuff um, we are. chaps yeah it's uh, it's a big one from the New York Stadium it's Saturday afternoon the Lions taking on Rotherham United how's it going to go microwave Rotherham nil Millwall two Nick Hart yeah, I fancy us to win now. In fact, I've put my money where my mouth is in that Achtung Acre. So I, I think we'll get a couple of goals. I think that we're going to get, it'll be Rotherham, maybe Rotherham 1, that Millwall 2. But I'm predicting a Millwall win. I'm, I'm optimistic. What about you, Aaron? Uh, I'm going Rotherham 1, Millwall 3. Mm. There'll be some goals there for the Lions. You know, the old belly isn't the best. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much, ladies and gents, for uh, joining us on another Atung Real Millwall fan show. Uh, don't forget to get your yearbooks, get involved in the fantasy football. Good to have you with us. Until next week, though, bye for now. Thank you for listening to Atung Real. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. However, it's actually new one. Till next time. For the best Championship, League One and League Two coverage, Acton Moore recommends the Football League paper. It's got it all covered. For the complete EFL picture, get the Football League paper £1.50 every Sunday or visit theleaguepaper.com for a variety of digital subscriptions. The Football League Paper. It's got it covered. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.